A new report finds that safety net care providers bought nearly $54 billion of 340B discounted drugs last year. The Biden administration wants to remove medical debt from consumer credit reports. And Cano Health sells its Nevada and Texas primary care clinics to Humana. It's Thursday, September 28th. I'm Jay Carlyle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Safety net providers bought a record $53.7 billion worth of drugs through the 340B drug discount program last year, according to a new report. The report was released by the industry publication Drug Channels. It received the Health Resources and Services Administration, or HRSA, data through a Freedom of Information Act request. According to the publication, 340B program purchases from hospitals and other entities were $9.8 billion more in 2022 compared to 2021, a 22% increase. Disproportionate share hospitals accounted for 87% of those purchases, totaling $41.8 billion. Drug Channels argues that every 340B-covered entity experienced double-digit growth in 2022, despite drug prices growing more slowly than overall inflation. Another finding in the report relates to contract pharmacies. There are 20 pharmaceutical companies, including big names like Sanofi and Novo Nordisk, that had restricted 340B discounts to contract pharmacies. According to the report, HRSA estimated that manufacturers' contract pharmacy restrictions reduced 340B purchases by only $470 million, or less than 1% of 2022's total purchases. 340B contract pharmacy sales have grown significantly in recent years, outpacing the growth of non-340B drug sales by more than 20 times in retail pharmacies and seven times in mail-order pharmacies from 2017 to 2020. Hospitals and drug companies have long been at odds over the 340B program, which requires drug makers to give discounts on outpatient drugs for organizations that provide care to low-income communities. Drug makers allege that hospitals don't pass the intended savings to patients, whereas hospitals argue that the program is necessary in order to recoup the losses they incur in providing uncompensated care. There are currently a number of legal challenges to the 340B drug program currently making their way through the courts, and the program is facing greater scrutiny from congressional lawmakers. The Biden administration is looking to establish federal rules that would remove medical debt from consumer credit reports. On Thursday, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or CFPB, released an outline of proposals and alternatives under consideration for the CFPB's medical debt rulemaking. Among the proposals, consumer credit companies would be prohibited from including medical debt and collection information on reports that creditors use to make underwriting decisions. A 2014 CFPB report found that consumers may be overly penalized for medical debt that goes on a credit report and that
that credit score models underestimate the credit worthiness of consumers who owe medical debt in collections. If the proposed changes are ultimately finalized, they could provide relief to tens of millions of Americans whose credit scores have been negatively impacted by medical debt. Low credit scores can have far-reaching consequences for individuals, including making it more difficult to get a job or secure housing. The administration said that the new rules would be developed next year. Consumer and patient advocates applauded the announcement from the Biden administration. Community Catalyst, a Boston-based nonprofit, wrote in a statement that the move would provide relief to people who, quote, have unfairly had their credit impacted simply because they got sick. Nobody, no matter where we live or how much money we have, should be forced to make the impossible choice between getting essential care and going into debt, end quote. The three largest credit reporting agencies, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, jointly announced last year that they would exclude some medical debt from credit reports, which included debts paid off and debts that were less than $500. This is not the only initiative being undertaken by the Biden administration in regards to medical debt. This summer, the CFPB announced it was examining the proliferation of medical credit cards, including investigating whether financial incentives are being offered to help care providers to promote these products. Around 23 million Americans owe medical debt, with around 3 million owing $10,000 or more, according to KFF. Senior-oriented primary care provider Cano Health has sold its care centers in Nevada and Texas to center well senior primary care. Cano said in a statement that it had sold its facilities to the Humana subsidiary for $66.7 million. Cano provided care for more than 15,000 members across 30 facilities in both states. It said that it expects that the net cash proceeds from the sale will enable it to remain in compliance with the covenants under its debt instruments at the end of its 2023 third quarter. Cano and Humana partnered together three years ago on clinics in the Houston and Las Vegas area, for which Humana is the exclusive health plan for Medicare Advantage, according to a securities filing. Cano was also Humana's most prominent independent primary care provider in Florida, and the insurer previously invested in the provider. Cano went public via a $4.4 billion SPAC deal in 2020, but has faced financial challenges since then. In its second quarter, this year, Cano reported a net fiscal loss of nearly $271 million due, in part, to lower-than-expected Medicare risk adjustment revenue and higher interest expenses. In August, its new CEO, Mark Kent, said that the company likely did not have enough cash to fund its operations for the next 12 months. He announced that they were exploring a sale of its assets and that the organization would lay off 700 employees. Cano also said it was planning on exiting the California, New Mexico, Illinois, and Puerto Rico markets later this year. At the end of June, the membership-based primary care company operated around 170 medical centers and had an estimated 380,000 members. Last year, both Humana and CVS were reportedly in talks to acquire Cano, but a sale never materialized. Humana reportedly had the right of first refusal to purchase the provider through an agreement reached in 2019, according to the Wall Street Journal. 
Cano's sale to Humana of its Nevada and Texas clinics ultimately strengthens the pair's plans to expand its care offerings for seniors through its Centerwell and Conviva verticals. Last month, it said it plans to add around 30 to 50 new centers every year through 2025. Together, they deliver care to more than 272,000 seniors across 12 states. Humana is also the second largest provider of Medicare Advantage plans behind United Health. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.